Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with today's message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that Charles Darwin proved evolution because a natural selection. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher what she means by evolution and natural selection? Can't she prove they're the same? Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science book, so it's got to be right. Science books used to say that human babies started as fish with gills before becoming human in their mother's tummies. But that is very wrong. So be careful about trusting everything you read in a science book. But there's a book I do trust. It's called the Bible, the Word of God, which has never been proven wrong. When I asked if your teacher could prove that natural selection and evolution are the same, I already knew the answer was no. You see, some scientists confuse the making of new kinds of animals, or evolution, which has never been proven, with changes within a single animal kind over time, or natural selection, which has been proven by observation and repeatable testing. Do you know the real reason why natural selection happens? My teacher would say it's because Charles Darwin said so, but I'm guessing that's wrong, huh, Grandpa? Very wrong indeed. Let me read from the first book of the Bible. Genesis chapter 3. And he said to Adam, Because you listened to your wife's voice and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, do not eat from it. The ground is cursed because of you. You will eat from it by the means of painful labor all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. You will eat bread by the sweat of your brow until you return to the ground, since you were taken from it. For you are dust, and you will return to dust. Wow, Grandpa, that sounds like Adam got in trouble. That's right. That trouble we now call the curse is described in Romans 5.12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, in this way death spread to all men, because all sinned. When Adam sinned, he and all life on earth started to die. The earth was changed then, and more so after the flood of Noah's day. The flood brought on a terrible ice age, causing climate change, which killed many kinds of animals, leaving only the one God had given the necessary genes to survive. For example, there are many varieties of wild dogs, like wolves, dingoes, coyotes, jackals, foxes, and so on, which 
likely all came from one pair of the dog kind off Noah's Ark. They all adapted to the climate in which they were now found, but they are all still dogs, not cats or horses or apes or people. And none of those different dogs developed any new traits that the original dog kind didn't already have. In fact, all living creatures are suffering from mutations. You mean like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, no. The mutations humans and animals get are bad and are getting worse, like our sins. Which is why we all need a Savior like Jesus, who is real, not some fairy tale like evolution. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. I'm here today with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, both board members with SABSA. And we just listened to another one of Carl's many dramas, this one dealing with natural selection. Carl, what did you want us to get out of this? Well, natural selection is a tool that the evolutionists use to help prove their theory. And unfortunately, a lot of people buy into it because they really don't think through the whole natural selection process. Now, when we see natural selection, the creationists believe in it, by the way, we, we're talking about how animals basically get separated and their gene pools get thinner or sh more shallow. So as uh, we mentioned, the dog kind in the little vignette, the original dogs were highly rich in variability. They had long coats, short coats. They had different colors of, of their mane and so forth. So they had different sizes. And over time, those different traits have been separated out depending on where the dog kind ended up. In other words, selections of dogs that went north were going to find out that their long coats made them last longer. So they mated and the long coat dogs survived. Those who went south to or went to other places where it's hotter found that their long coats were not a good idea and that probably in a ended up in the short coats always being selected. So now we've got populations of short coat dogs that are in the hotter areas. So this is what we would call natural selection. Now you'll notice that nothing was added to these dogs. Actually, it's being deleted from these dogs. So now if we have these short coat dogs, if they interbreed with long coat dogs, they'll start getting mixtures of coats again. So they're getting information mixed back together, the information that was lost. So they can add some back to some degree, but that's one of the uh, ideas I wanted to get forth to the kids is that natural selection does not prove evolution. In fact, if anything, it proves devolution. In other words, if anything, we're getting worse. And we're getting worse at an alarming rate, which we can discuss at a different time. But that is something that natural selection shows, that we're actually losing stuff, losing genetic material over time. And it's never been shown that natural selection has added any new information to anybody. Now, there's been swapping of information, but there's never been an adding to information. One of the things we really want to get across to people is that there is an implicit thing in, in all of Darwin's theories that natural selection equals evolution, and that is simply not true. Natural selection is a force in nature. There are many forces in nature. It is one force. It pressures, in certain circumstances, some species to change or adapt. Now, one of the things people don't understand about creation is that we are not a bunch of bumfuddles who just don't even understand science or anything else. We totally believe in adaptation and in variation, but we believe that variation is limited by the pre-programming within the DNA and within the information that's there. And one of the things that natural selection does not and never has been shown to do 
is create new information, which would be necessary if you were going to have one body type change into another. Well, it's impossible for it to create new information because by definition, for something to be selected, it has to already be there. Something can't be selected unless it's already there. If it doesn't exist, it's not going to get selected. So so natural selection does exactly that. It selects, but it only works on what's already there. It doesn't create anything new. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Today, we're talking about what's in the Bible in terms of natural selection, variation, or adaptation. And what's surprising is, when you look at this from a biblical perspective, it makes more sense with what we actually see in the world, not with what people have theorized, but what we see. What would you say with that, Carl? I think it's absolutely right. The natural selection that biblical creationists propose tries to look at what evidence we've already found. And that is a good explanation of the evidence. We can get, with some difficulty, various, we call species, to interbreed, such as the horse kind. We have zebras and the donkeys and the horses, which can interbreed successfully. So what evolutionists would say, these are different species, well, they're not different kinds. They're all the same kind. So therefore, these three creatures, the horse, the donkey, and the uh, zebra, can interbreed. So that shows that over time, though, they have been selected, in some case naturally, and now we have horse breeds that that will be human-directed selection, but we have evidence there of loss of information. The stripes are gone from the horse in North America or in in Europe. The long ears are gone from the zebras in Africa. So we have different traits that have been lost to these different so-called species or portions of the horse kind. So I think that's just another bit of information that proves that natural selection does not add information, it deletes or subtracts information. What happens when a uh, Christian accepts the general theory of evolution as being pushed, that natural selection means it just happened, it's a fact of nature? Well, then we no longer have an ancestor called Adam or Eve. And if we have no ancestor called Adam or Eve, then we have no original sin. If we have no original sin, we have no need for a Savior. If we have no need for a Savior, then Jesus, even if he was a real person, is no longer necessary. And that's the bottom line with evolutionary thinking. It's a very sobering thought. How did we get out of this? How did we get into this, and how did we get out of this? How did we get into this was a determined effort by many people to get rid of God. And we see this with Charles Lyell. He wanted to get Moses out of the science classrooms. So he determined that there was a uh, slow and steady wins the day, so to speak, with uh, layers of rocks and explanation of geology. And that was based upon uh, something that Bruce Malone talks about, and that even before that, when Christopher Columbus mistakenly thought he was in the East Indies, and brought back some Native Americans uh, to Europe, and the religious culture at that point said, oh my goodness, we're only supposed to have three races of men, Shem, Ham, and Japheth's descendants. Now we've got a fourth one. Something must be wrong, so we'll have to reinterpret the Bible. That opened the door to allowing people like Charles Lyell to come up with their stuff, 
which has influenced everyone else in the so-called scientific culture, that we have a very, very old Earth and solar system, and evolution is possible because we have a lot of time. Switching gears, we would like to tell our listeners that we will have Scott Gillis with Creation Ministries International here in the San Antonio area. He will give two creation science presentations on Sunday morning, September 25th at First Baptist Church in Pleasanton, Texas, as well as an evening multimedia presentation at Kirby Baptist Church right here in in the San Antonio area. For more information on these events, you can go to our website on our calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org, that is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org, or call us at 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletters. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Our website also has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter. We would also like to make people aware that we now have the opportunity to expand this radio ministry across the country to radio stations in eight other major American cities. To do so, however, we will need sponsors to cover the $303 a month cost of doing so. If you could help with this, send no money now, but please contact us and tell us you would like to help expand our ministry via our contact email on the contact page of our website or call us at 210-599-7240. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. at the Jim's Restaurant at the corner of San Pedro and Ramsey. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR website and click on KSLR Podcasts. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible.